With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome to episode 20 of Comedians Talking About Football. Uh, it's, it's an England special. And if I'm honest, I thought it would be a little bit more of a celebration. Um, this was a good idea, wasn't it, Josh? Yeah, I'm really <laughs> glad I put my name down for this. I also, I, I'm also ill. So, yeah, if you're listening to this in the far future, we're recording this the day after England lost the Euro 2020 final to uh, to Italy. Um, it's a bit, it's, it feels strange today waking up with no football. I don't know what you're supposed to do this summer with no football. Well, what have, what's everyone been doing? Because we haven't had the weather. Um, so I'm not sure what everyone's been up to. Love Island, I suppose. So we're going to talk about England today. England's the team. And who better to get to talk about England? Someone who's actually played for them and also has won the award of English Comedian of the Year before. Um, it's Josh Pugh. Josh Pugh, how are you doing? You well? I'm great, Sam. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> I, I'm not great, actually. So, same as you, you've just said there, kind of. It's just, I'm just sad it's all over as much as anything. Yeah. You know, it's kind of feels like, you know, the, the last day of, you know, the day you get back from holiday, it's kind of, oh, well, what do we look forward to now? Do you know what I mean? And also, yeah. I feel ter- I feel terrible. I think I, I think I drank too much during the game. I feel rough. To- A lot of people have been saying they feel really rough today. I didn't actually drink much, but I really just felt dead this morning. Like, no energy. Yeah, because I suppose emotionally you've been through it as well. You've been through the ringer emotionally. You can't underestimate how tiring that is. Yeah, man. I wonder what penalty shootout does to the heart, just as a fan. Oh, it takes takes years off. <laughs> Where did you watch it last night then? I watched it at um, a working men's club near me. I, I've watched the games in a few different places. I've watched, I think I've watched two there. I've watched, I watched a Scotland game at home. I watched a Ukraine game at a gig and I watched a Denmark game at a gig in Wales. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, um, it's an interesting, then the final was back kind of, but yeah, I was, um, oh, it's just, but it was that moment as well when the kind of the final whistle went, the lights just came on 
and everybody yeah. just piled out the place instantly. I was like, oh, that's it then, is it? It's, it's immediately back to reality, isn't it? It was that sort of... The, I, I didn't realise as well. I mean, because I, I can't watch penalties. I, I can't do it. Um, I didn't watch, and I thought it was... It might have been a lucky thing, because I didn't watch the Columbia penalties. I didn't watch the... What's it called? The the Europe Cup of Champion Nations, whatever it's called. Didn't oh, watch that Nations either. League, we, yeah. And we won then. So I thought, yeah. well, if I don't watch this one, we'll win. And when we went ahead, I thought, this is it. I've saved England. I am. Yeah. It's my eyes <laughs> that affect it. I'm um, not sure about this new angle. There's no, the new, new camera angle, you know, Sam. Yeah, it's very... Um, it's ve- well, First of all, it's very FIFA. Yeah. And also, it's very intense. Like, if you notice, they go behind them, then they slowly approach them from behind. Yeah, it's kind of... I think we're so used to watching football from the side. Yeah. I, I'm not sure it works, but people seem to like it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like it, but for me, it's it's too intense. It, it's um, like you say, you know, when you go around your mate's house and they're playing with a different camera angle on FIFA, it just throw, <laughs> throws you off. Get let's get back to broadcast. Why are you like bird's eye? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a strange one. And then because I was, I, I kind of was reacting from everyone there. I was watching it in a, in a pub. Um, it was actually a pizza place uh, of all places. And um, <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, um, I was sort of listening and watching them and I had my wife with me who was reacting, probably one of the most leery people in there actually. And then <laughs> she was reacting. Then I, I knew that if they scored, we were out. And then um, Pickford makes a fantastic save. Yeah, and I thought, great. And then when Saka missed, I didn't realise it was over. So suddenly yeah. everyone went, oh, then I just heard Italy are the champions. I was like, it, it sort of took my breath away. I was like, "Oh, that, that, that's, that's it! It can't be over." So fast, and it's like the the joy of Pickford save, the, the, the distance between that and then the sack of miss. It seemed like a second. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like it was all. It's like being attacked. It was too. It was <laughs> happened too quick. Quick slit the throat. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was like. <laughs> you know, someone just comes behind and just twist your head in like a. James Bond film, gone. Oh, but it happens to me all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, what did you make of the game overall? It was a strange one, mate. It was um, we started so well, and if you know, if you if you go two up, it's a completely different game. But Italy, you have got to give them real credit. The real streetwise, tough winners, aren't they? Yeah. Do you mean that they they, they get through the game, and, and that we're actually happy to get to extra time in the end? I think. Yeah, I think so. It's so hard when when the momentum starts going away from you like that. It's so hard to get it back, isn't it? I, I don't really know what you do. I think, in a way, our best chances came early in the game. I mean, after we scored, yeah. their, their heads went a bit and they didn't yeah, play yeah. like Italy till about no. 25, 30 minutes into the game. And then yeah. we, I think there was a few opportunities there where I thought we, if we'd gone too ahead, we could have seen yeah. the game out. But it's... Um, it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was Italy and we've seen the way they play throughout this tournament and to take them to extra time and penalties is a real achievement, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're being honest with it, Italy are probably the best team in the tournament and England are probably the second best team in the tournament. Yeah. So, you know, we've done what we did, we did brilliantly, but it doesn't take away the feeling of, you're still gutted, ain't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been. But, um, it, it was, it was, but then, you know, people say, oh, the World Cup next year, but, it's not you don't start at the final. No, I I agree completely. Agree with that. It's like you've gone all the way back down the snake. You know, you're not still. You know, it's so hard to get to a final. You can't just think we're going to be in the semis and finals every time. That's not a given. I completely agree with you, and it's it is that frustration of like I had that a bit at the end of the 2018 World Cup because we got to the semis there, and I felt that was an opportunity to go through to a final, and then when we. Um, uh, when we went out, a lot of people go, well, we'll win Euro 2020. That's a given. And I was like, well, yeah. it's not a given. We've got, a, we've got two years for a start. We've got, a, yeah. you know, and it's the same sort of feeling now to be honest. I mean, granted, we did get to a final. Fantastic. But we didn't win. Yeah. It. Yeah. And, um, but it is that thing now of going, you know, if we, to be fair, if we get to a semi-final of the World Cup, then a final of a Euros and then another final of a World Cup, then Jesus, we've done well. But if we don't oh, win any so, of them. Yeah. So, I mean, Southgate's record is, it's unbelievable. There's no way he won't be the manager in the next next year in the World yeah. Cup. Why would you change anything? What do you think of him overall for this? Um, I mean, that's a strange one because I know you've you've obviously played a bit of football and um, 
it's funny when I ask people these questions because they're like, well, how can we comment, you know, comedians talking about football? I feel like I should balance it out one day and get some footballers in to critique some comedy. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? Actually, it's weird you say that because Southgate, he's the only England manager I can think of who I think he could manage outside of football. He could be a manager of a business. Yeah. You know, he's so level-headed and pragmatic. You know, he kind of take football out of it he's a good manager isn't he yeah he, he, he'd he, book a good he comedy makes people night. feel good he would yeah he would he, he, make, he makes everyone feel good he makes good decisions tactically he's level-headed he takes the blame you know yeah. he, he's all about the, the players and the inner circle but also he, he kind of he's also an fa guy as well he is yeah he's a well balanced i've got a dream now i think to make him book a comedy night I think I, I want that to, to make that happen. Uh, Mason Mount would be on it. He would. <laughs> he'd be right there in the centre. Nice yeah. middle spot for him. Yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd MC it himself, Southgate. He'd be one of those friendly comedians like um, who, who somehow can control a, a, a rowdy audience. Someone like a, a, a Toby Haddock, someone like that. Exactly he'd, like he'd, that, he'd, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> he, he looks a bit like, remember Stevie Ritchie off The X Factor? yeah. <laughs> Name Stevie, nice to meet you, can you spare a minute? That guy. He always reminds me of him a bit. But you can't imagine anything coming out about Southgate. Like there's no skeletons in the closet there. No, no, not at all. He's he's a he's a he's almost like for for, for a long time we sort of considered him too boring for yeah. the sake of like he became almost like a novelty. Um when he was first put in the role as manager, what what was your take on it? Because I mean I I think I was like the majority. I wasn't very enthusiastic about it. And I've I, I, been talking about this recently, that it's amazing what he has achieved because when he took over, if you sort of ignore the Allardyce stuff, England was in an absolute state. I mean, you think in the last seven, eight years, we crashed yeah. out of a World Cup with one point in 2014. We yeah. were humiliated by losing to Iceland at Euro 2016. Yeah, and yeah. when we did crash out, there was a lot of pundits and professionals saying, there wasn't like one clear answer. It wasn't like, oh, well, we're going to get this guy in and he's going to sort it out, which is yeah. a bit like what they did when we didn't qualify for Euro 2008. They went, well, yeah. Capello will sort it out. He's the Real Madrid manager. Didn't get anything done. But with at that point, they were they were, they were were blaming the players, the managers. They were talking about the whole FA coaching system, how we yeah. nurture young talent. Is it the yeah. Premier League? Is the Premier League the problem? And then with all these issues, it felt like it was going to be decades before we achieved anything. In comes Southgate and does a brilliant job, but I don't even remember him really being given the given the role in the first place. What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, same, same. I was, as you were talking, then I was kind of think of how I, I can't even remember how I felt. It just felt like um, you know this is going to be a slow slow burn with him, mm. you know. And he's kind of um, he, he, there's no ego to him. That's what that's what I like. It, you know, he, he's not. I remember when McLaren came in and immediately dropped Beckham, or you know, he's he, it's that's like him. Um, that's almost like he's quite quietly confident in what he does. I think. I think he just quietly backs himself, and I, I quite like that. I, I, I've hated England for so long, mate. Hated watching them. Hated Same. everything they're about. When I think of, I was thinking of Scott Park on his hands and knees on the edge of his own eighteen-yard box, like blocking, like, like parking the bus against USA and all this. I think God, we've come so far since then, and all this. Um, I think the way he's approached the tournament has been perfect. We get carried away with, we always say what great attacking talent we've got. And we, 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 ha- we have, mm. but not, these are not, you know, it's not, it's not as good, you know, we're not lightning. We're not absolutely dangerous. You know, he's, he's, he know, he's not, he doesn't get swept away in anything. Like, look how he's used Grealish and stuff. He's been, yeah, he just, he just knows what he's doing, man. I, I like him. Yeah. Same. I agree. I mean, the, the... As a manager, you're never going to be perfect anyway. And there's a lot of people who, who you know, rightly or wrongly criticised him for, for last night, um, not make, not changing the, the team too early, not picking the right penalty takers or whatever. But I always think, like, for, for all managers get things wrong. The, the, the highest quality managers get things wrong sometimes. To only get a couple of things wrong in an entire tournament is an amazing yeah. achievement, I think, and shows what yeah, how how far he's come. Because I feel like in the World Cup, a few mistakes were made. 
um, that resulted in us conceding quite a, quite a few goals. It, yeah. it resulted in us losing to Belgium. Um, you know, finish not finishing off games that we should have done against Colombia, etc. But yeah, but uh, this I think he's been almost faultless. I think as well. He um, at the same time, I think when you think of 2018, all of our goals were from set pieces. Yeah, that that shows you you've got a great coach. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the that's the one thing the coach can really control is the set pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's going to make sense. But nothing where you think, God, what was he thinking? It's just opinions, isn't it? Rather than of course, the yeah. he's, he's fucked up. It's even not Kane on corners or anything like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, even the, the penalty takers, there's still a logic to it. You know, he's, he's, they've obviously done it in training and they're the best penalty takers. So they've been put forward. I mean, it's not... He's not just chucked a 19-year-old in the limelight, as he's, he's yeah. you know, it's a calculated decision, which unfortunately didn't pay off, but you know. The way it is. Did you did you think we were gonna win? Uh, yeah, until until the start of the second half last night. <laughs> all, all day I thought England but honestly, it was uncharted territory, wasn't it? I had no idea to what to expect from the game itself at all. All day I didn't know. Actually, the opposite. I kind of thought, well, both teams want to. Nobody want to concede early, mm. and then when Shaw when he did that, I thought, oh my god, that's the that's the dream. It's a yeah. dream for us, and it's a nightmare for them. Of anyone I wanted to score, I think it would have been Luke Shaw. I mean, I love oh. that he's now added his names: Martin Peters, Sir Jeff Hurst, yeah, Luke Shaw. If someone had told you when we went out against, you know, it's one of those things as well. A bit like I was, I was going to mention a minute ago when we were talking about. I was in the same position as you. Come the end of Euro 2016, I was done with England. I thought, what's the yeah. point? I didn't think we'd qualify for the next World Cup, if I'm being honest. But if yeah. someone had turned around to you and gone, we're going to make a semi-final and a final, you'd bite the hand off. But oh, also, yeah. if someone then told you that the next... who they, They'd turn around and you said, who do you think the next player is to score in a, in a, in a major tournament final? It's would oh, Deli Alley, uh, Harry Kane. Deli Alley, uh, yeah. And then... <laughs> Can I yeah. stop you there? Luke Shaw. It, it, yeah. I don't even think was playing regular club football at that point. No, no. He And he's only like, is he 25, Luke Shaw? Yeah, 24, I couldn't believe 25. that because, I mean, yeah, he was incredible. at the, um, 20, he was in the 2014 squad, I think. It's madness. I, I was looking at um, Southgate, obviously after the penalty, he, he played in um, Euro 2000. Yeah. So he played in 96, 98, he went to 98 and 2000. Yeah. I didn't realise he'd been to three tournaments. Was he at World Cup 2002 or was he gone by then? He was gone by then. Yeah. That was because Ferdinand and that came then. Mm. But yeah, he's a good player, Southgate, you know, good footballing centre-half. He was. I felt really sorry for him. I mean, I remember at the time, even in 96 as a kid, my dad being like, right, he's only ever... My dad being like, I feel sorry for him because he's always going to be remembered as the guy who missed the penalty. Yeah. And he said, and and he shouldn't be because he was probably him and Tony Adams were unbelievable that tournament. Yeah, he was at, super at centre back, fantastic. Yeah. How old were you in '96, Sam? I was seven. Yeah, so I was seven, and that's the first one I can remember. Yeah, '96. Remember the Paborski chip, the Scotland game. Yeah. And then I just remember Muller always scoring in all the games. I'll be honest, that wasn't... Do you ever feel like with football that you never forget your your first heartbreak? Yeah. Like, especially with England. And I, and weirdly, I didn't... I, I was more upset about World Cup 98 than I was the Euros, I think, because I, I watched the Euros, but I didn't get... Because I was only familiar with league football because we hadn't qualified for World Cup 94. So I hadn't yeah. really seen many England games. I, I saw them playing and I saw them playing well. But I knew that in the football league, you win some, you lose some. So yeah. we lost this game. I remember the next morning, my, because my dad actually went to the game. My dad went to the um, Euro wow. 96 semi-final. He was right in the corner when Southgate missed. And he uh, he came out the next day and he was gutted. And I was like, well, never mind. We're going to win the next game, aren't we, Dad? He was like, no, it's, it's no. We're, there isn't we're one. Not we're allowed we're out. Yeah. I was we're like, "What do you mean?" Play <laughs> it was. It was I was yeah. kind of confused. Like, well, but why can't we play? But I, I can remember nine, nine eight was horrible as well because I, I, I loved Beckham. Yeah, same, same. That's why I'm wearing the the the, the ninety eight shirt today. I would yeah, be wearing that's... the the twenty twenty one, but I I kept it as a lucky shirt and I didn't wash it from the very first game all the way. And in that time, it's been covered in beer, dirt, 
nervous yeah. sweat it stinks it had to <laughs> last night when i took it off my wife was like it can't stay in the bedroom it has to go in the conservatory a lot of my mates bought the bought the knockoff ones for 20 quid off a bloke nice. out, of, out of his car <laughs> and uh i think a few of them had washed it a few times leading up to and by by the final yesterday that a lot tighter and faded yeah <laughs> So what you said with '98, you you uh, I was the same. I mean that that Argentina game was one of the most dramatic football games I think of all time. Yeah, um, with it had everything. Yeah. Uh, but I was the same with you. I was a huge David Beckham fan, and yeah. him being sent off was was gutting. It was at the time because you just remember him getting booked, uh, getting the red. You know mm. like, what? What the hell's that for? That's for nothing. Then it zoomed in. You're like ah, yeah. So so unlike him as well as you know. Because he, he learned a lot from that red card, I think. In a way, it made him. Because yeah. that next yeah. season, he, he you know won the treble. He was very disciplined. Ferguson kept him on the right track and everything. And he became kind of this this national hero since then. Yeah. But I kind of missed before him around 98 when he was a real dick. Do, do you remember he was a bit of a dickhead? And I quite yeah, miss him bit, like that. A bit cocky, wasn't he then? Yeah, because if you, I was watching back the goals of previous tournaments and when he scores the um <laughs> you know like we always remember Beckham when he scores kind of whole like really like just like the, the pride of England with his arms yeah. out and when he scored against Colombia in 98 he runs to, he like pushes everyone away he's trying to like celebrate with him he runs up to the fans and he does this kind of shagging movement he kind really? of like yeah it's worth watching on YouTube he does this kind of like uh it's just kind of like humps the air for a bit yeah. and puts on this kind of sex face. And I think, <laughs> I kind of miss that. Do you know yeah. <laughs> I kind of yeah. miss that, Beckham. He was a dick. Yeah. There's, um, the, I don't know, these kind of, uh, there's no, I feel like there's no dicks in the England team. Mm. Well, Grealish, isn't it? Grealish out of everybody. When I say Grealish is a dick, I mean like in a, in like Slightly, a good way. Yeah, he's I mean, got, like, got a bit of character to him. Bit of swagger about him, isn't he? Do you yeah. know, a bit of, um, a bit of a maverick. I feel you can't like all be kind of you can't you can't have a team of Southgates, can you? You need, no. need one or two. <laughs> no, you're right, and I think uh, Foden as well. Obviously, a bit of a shagger, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's all it's all good. Um, what what do you make of the the, the England um, journey to the final? So the group stages through through to the uh, the knockouts because in ni- in 2018 there was a bit of oh, this got my tits a bit when people sort of went, oh, we just got an easy route to the to the semi final. You know, I don't yeah. think there's any easy route really in in in, in any major tournament, you know. Um, no, and, and you forget this is this is the finals, mm. you know. So, so you've qualified well to get. Do you know I mean you've won you've won your qualifying group? Yeah. Do you know what I mean so you've you, you've done work to get an easier route as well? You know, it's absolutely. And you know, people were saying, "Oh, we finished second in the group. Then we went through, you know, Colombia. We we sort of got through there on penalties. And then it was Sweden, or a kind of weak team that had Championship players in. And then you know, through to Croatia, who people seem to think we should have beaten. But then you go to this tournament. I I don't think you know. Yeah, all right. We had a nil nil with Scotland, but I feel like the occasion got to everyone that day. Yeah, um, I was a bit disheartened after the Scotland game. I'll be honest. I was a bit. Yeah. Um, I dare, I dare say, I was a bit jealous actually of what Scotland had. A bit of like, it's easy to be the underdog, isn't it? It's much easier mm. to be the underdog in those games. It um, is, and it was it was a funny one where I think because we'd only just beaten Croatia one nil at the time, we, the nil nil with Scotland was a bit disheartening. But I think had that been nil nil with the Ukraine, I don't think we would yeah. have mind. Uh, sorry, with um uh, with the Czech Republic, I don't think we would have minded. But I think the occasion got to everyone. They yeah. probably just shouldn't have been showing clips of Euro '96 for the whole week up to it. Do you know I mean, how many yeah. times did you see Gaza's goal on everything as well? Look, like, yeah, everything like news, like this morning, like everything. It's <laughs> yeah. Gaza. I, I always think that celebration is. It's, there's a slightly, slightly awkward amount of time is lying there waiting for people to come to it. <laughs> he get he, he arrives too early. Yeah, do you know what I mean he gets there too early? I, d- I didn't notice till recently that part of that, because I always remember Shearer being there, Gary Neville, but I was like, oh yeah, Jamie Redknapp was there. Probably his yeah. greatest performance in a in an England shirt was... He changed the game when he came. He was a bit of a Grealish, actually, when he kind yeah. of was coming off the bench and changing stuff. I love that he's turning into his dad at the moment. Have you noticed this? No. He's he's turning his personality wise. He's turning his dad. I always remember him kind of being a bit of a geezer. You know, you see him on Sky News talking about who he shagged and all that. He's like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, it's all he, you do a bit of that, don't you? You do that. And he was on this that Peter Crouch thing, which I'll talk about in a bit. This Peter Crouch show that's been on late at night on BBC One. 
And uh, he was on there and he just he just sat there, just going, oh, well, they're all terrific, aren't they? Oh, lovely boys. And I was like, oh, great. He's just telling his dad, everything's yeah. terrific. Oh, he's a lovely day. It's a cracking day out for all the family. You know, Harry Redknapp knows what he's doing, you know. Yeah. He, he, he can use Zoom. Don't worry about that. Time, <laughs> I don't even know what. Sandra, Anna, get this Zoom. Like you, it's you've done Zoom gigs every. You've done Zoom stuff every day for about two years. Like you, know, you know what you're doing. Yeah. I can't get this bloody thing off. Sand, what are you going to do with me, Sandra? It is Sandra, isn't it? Yeah. I, I can't even use a toaster. Like, yeah, yeah, you can. Come on. I can't even use a phone. This is my first time using a phone. Like, oh, come on. You know what you're doing. It's like Roy Keane. I mean, they're all playing. Like, you know, they've got to. Roy Keane's got to be like unforgiving about anything, isn't he? He does good, Roy Keane, not to corpse with Michael Richards as well. Michael Richards wasn't given the the kind of the lowdown that look, Roy Keane is playing this very serious character. Yeah. He just goes in and laughs at his face every yeah. day. It's that works so well, doesn't it? Them two. Yeah. Brilliant to double act. Those two love him. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Because Roy Keane, I think Roy Keane likes him as well. He does, yeah. I think, I think they shouldn't he's got... get they shouldn't get on, but I think he's infectious, isn't he? Mark oh, massively. Richards. Have you seen him on his uh, Instagram, Mark Richard? He just sort of sneaks up on him with his phone. No, it's amazing. Yeah, there's one where he's um he goes to his hotel room like the morning of them covering a match, and he just goes, "Roy, can I come in?" And he just turns turns in. He's got his camera on. He just and I think it's just Roy Keane sat there in like a nice sort of old man fleece with his glasses on eating sugar puffs. And then just Michael Richards films him and pisses himself laughing for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another one where I think he approached him after a game once and uh, Roy Keane's on his own. He's just stalking him and he runs up behind him. He just goes, excuse me, sir. Can you tell me what the score was, please? And then Roy <laughs> Keane turns around really angry, expecting it to be a fan. And it's just, again, just filming him laughing in his face. In a way, it's, it, it's bullying, but it's fantastic because yeah. it's Roy Keane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he will be hating that, wouldn't he, as well? <laughs> Imagine yeah, but... being that uptight. Yeah, I think you, so. You ever, you ever heard his Roy Keane stories when he's on about, um, is it Forrest? as like an assistant to Martin O'Neill. No. And um, they did like um, like a little, just a bit of fun at the end of training, like a bit of a five-a-side or whatever, and whoever, whoever lost had to do 20, losing too much to do 20 press-ups. Yeah. And he uh, he watched the footage. Obviously, the film always film training. He watched the footage back, and some and some a few of the lads only did like seventeen or eighteen press ups. You know, it's just a bit like. Mm. And he, he bollocked on the next day, saying it's about standards, and if you cut corners there, that's why you are where you are in the league, and it's unprofessional. You got no integrity. And like Roy, we thought it was just a bit of fun, but he's like, <laughs> he tried, but he's he's kind of right, isn't he? Everything yeah. he says is kind of right, but you just think. Just leave it. Well, his old double act, we were talking about him and Michael Richard being a kind of double act. His old double act on ITV Sport used to be him and Gareth Southgate. Do you remember them covering no, Champions League that. and England game? It was a bit horrible, really. It was it was a bit like, um, do you remember when Nelson and Martin used to hang out in The Simpsons? Yeah. It was a lot like that. Basically, yeah, yeah. like Gareth Southgate would go, well, I think really it was. And then Roy King would kind of shout over him for a bit. And then uh, Adrian Charles, who was the uh, presenter about them, would go, oh, it reminds me of when you uh, nearly killed each other on the pit. And they just show that clip of when yeah. they tried to kill each other on the pitch over and over again. That was Where, the banter. Where's he gone, Adrian Charles? He was omnipresent at one point. Last I saw of him, he was writing a review in the eye paper, I think, about the benefits of nasal and ear waxing. So getting your ear hair and your nose hair waxed. So he's doing well. Yeah, he's yeah, it's definitely a forward step. I, <laughs> been, I, I, lo- I forget who's been cancelled. I, I lose track of who's been cancelled. Well, uh, quite a few over the last 24 hours. From, yeah, from it today, seems. It? yeah there was. Lawrence. Yeah. Um, Comedians will make anything about them, won't they? Yeah, they love to, yeah. Comedians Not to get too heavy, but a lot of people I've heard a lot of people saying today quite quite innocuously, you know, after the mm. like the racist tweets and stuff, saying you know, after after how well they played and after what they it's a they could have been shit in every game. Yeah, that's it's that's a, it's irrelevant. That's what I said as well. I, I think I tweeted something out about it's just a, a shambles that this has had to be sent out today. And th- when the FA put out a um, 
the FA put out a, a statement and then England put out a statement. I just said, it's, it's a shambles that this has to be out today. You know, and I said, yeah. you know, you, you couldn't have asked anything more from these players. And regardless of what happens on the pitch, regardless, they could have scored yeah. five own goals. No matter what yeah. they do, they just don't deserve racist abuse. Someone responded to my tweet and said, did you not see the state of those penalties? Yeah. It's like, what are you fucking on about? It does. Yeah. It, it, regardless of anything that happens on the pitch, on in yeah. football and outside of football, it's never it's an excuse. It's so hard, isn't it? Because, you know, people say, you've got to educate these people and all this, but at what point do you just say, fuck up? Do you mean you can't, why is it on good people and people have called to educate idiots? Yeah. What, do you mean, not only have you been racially abused, it's also now your job as well to educate these, it, to me, it's just, it's just funny. It makes you sad, doesn't it? It really does make you sad. It ruins it. It does make you sad, and it. And I mean, I don't. I hate to be. I don't want to be one of these not not all football fans things, but because there is, we do need to kind of remember that the the majority of fans this summer have have been great, and it's yeah. and it's real. And that's down purely to the team and Gareth Southgate. That's the thing. It's it's a numbers game, isn't it? it it's football. It's so widely watched, and yeah engaged with and you know unfortunately there's some of when you when you're hitting you know ninety thousand people in a stadium there's going to be mm. some questionable people and, and you get uh, i completely agree and i was, I was going to add to that that you know it, it, i think this team and this squad and, and their attitude and what they've done is is really captured the nation. that sounds a bit cheesy but it really has captured yeah. the nation it, it's, yeah. it's brilliant that you've got players like you know, um, Henderson tweeting support for a non-binary fan who, for the first time, yeah. went to a game in in makeup and yeah. said that so, he, uh, for the first time, felt welcome. And I think that that's great. And I've also had like pl- people I know who actively dislike football. Um, some of them comedians actually have said this is the team I can get behind, and yeah. and that is important. And it's and I think that's why it hurts so much. This morning, if I'm honest, when I saw all the racist abuse and all that stuff. I didn't care about the score anymore. I thought I'd yeah. be spending all day sad about us losing, uh, you know, a final. But I'm not really. I'm I'm more upset that this is what's happened, and these are the headlines this morning. I uh, so I have a not equating it. The well, it, well, you know, I've kind of experienced. So I play for the England Parker Sighted team. Yeah. Um, and whenever we go to a tournament, the FA will tweet, "Oh, the you know the Parker Sighted team have got to the semi-finals." The first 10 comments will be, I bet they didn't see that one coming. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, one, it's just shit. Yeah. And two, it's just it's actually not acceptable. Like, not, you know, we, we take it with a pinch of salt and we're not going to be upset about it, but mm. it's just sad that that's people's go-to thing, you know? Yeah. But and, oh, the, the women get it as well, you know? Women, yeah, I was about football. to say, yeah. Yeah. You do get that. Uh, you get like just, a, a woman's achievement and then the, the first five comments would be, who cares? Or why? Oh, why? Why? But the, how well do they practice penalties in the kitchen? And it was yeah. boring. It's so boring, and it's just shit posting. But I think that's yeah. the way to get is to be completely bored by it. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm. to be like this is so bo- this is so boring. Um, but it's just it's it's sad that that's people's first thing is to why can't you speak? I see it a lot, a lot at the minute. We're like um, I don't know if it's just where I live, but there's like a load of like. Like young blokes or men walking around, like trying, and their thing is to try and look hard. Yeah. And why don't you try and look approachable and friendly? <laughs> yeah. Why is it that that? What? Why is it that we're not in prison? Do you know what I mean? You're not walking the landing of I mean Belmarsh. We're just, you know, you just come out of a Costa. Chill yeah. out. What do you think? What do you think this? What do you think's happening? It's Same here in Swindon, mate. I mean, where I live in Swindon is rough as fuck in some places. And you just see these sort of gangs of, like, kids, and you're like, God, God, lads, this is not this is not Compton. Yeah. Compton meaning USA, not Compton, the village in, in Berkshire, which is a wonderful place, and I highly recommend <laughs> it. Uh, Theo Walcott used to live there. Oh, really? uh, so, um, but you just sort of think, what are you doing? This is Swindon, it's Wiltshire. You live yeah. in a town which is a punchline. Like, yeah. don't try and be the hard man of a punchline town. It's yeah. like trying to be the the hard man of Balamori. <laughs> so, so you know, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's um, weird. It's weird what people think are in, what people think is important, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's it's strange, and it's and it's we've, it's we've woken up this morning, and I think we all maybe thought or dreamt that we'd be waking up to all this amazing uh, headlines and celebrations of us winning a, a trophy. And as I've said, you know, the really the the news around England and the England fans has been positive during this yeah. tournament. And it's I what I love is that it's been more diverse and more progressive than usual. I mean, yeah. you've seen a, you just need to look at the. The, the Wembley uh, crowd it's been it's been amazing and then to wake up this morning and feel like we've gone back 10 20 years it's just fucking depressing oh it's, and it's how quickly you've gone from feeling proud of the team and the country's come together to that it's like everything was fine when we were winning yeah. it was subdued but then something goes wrong that's people's go-to it's a, it is a real shame it almost makes you feel like we didn't fucking deserve it in the first place yeah Do you exactly, know what I mean it's shite exactly. um yeah. You talked a little bit about playing for the England partially sighted team. Um, just tell us a little bit about that and how that came about, because of course it's great to have you on this this podcast. I've been wanting to get you on for a while, um, but the issue is, I, I I remember we we met at Jericho Comedy a little yeah. while ago, and and me living up to my, I'm such a fucking walking stereotype. Uh, I, all I want to talk about is football, so I think we got onto the subject of football, you and I, that night. Yeah. Uh, I think we both just got married as well. Not me, me yeah, and you had, together, yeah. but we both yeah, got yeah. to our separate other half. We just got married. Yeah. So we're talking a bit about that. And then we're talking a bit about football. And I remember you saying that you didn't actually support a team. Yeah, I'm a complete neutral, mate. I love yeah. football, but I enjoy football how people enjoy music. Mm. I just enjoy just enjoy it, you know. Not got, got real allegiances to a team. Excuse me. There's teams I like to see doing well, and a lot of team, teams I enjoy watching. I love Burnley in the Premier League. Yeah, I love love Burnley, love Leeds. Uh, my granddad's a big United fan, so I keep an eye on United. I used to go to Forest with my mate when I was a kid. Um, my dad's a Villa fan, but he's a bit the same as me. My dad, he's into it, but he's not tribal about it. Yeah, so I think that's. that's I imagine that being quite nice, actually. I know a few friends who just who just put themselves down as. Uh, you know, would, would consider themselves just football fans. A few of them, because yeah. they were Wimbledon fans, and obviously their team uh, liquidated, yeah, yeah. and then they didn't really catch on to the MK Dons or AFC Wimbledons. So they just kind of became generic football fans. And um, they, I, I imagine it being quite nice. They go, they still go to games. They still get to watch, well, they still watch lots on the telly. And obviously yeah. when it comes to internationals, you can get behind, get behind England. Yeah, it's... I think you do miss out a bit. I've got a few matches at real Villa fans, and you know they uh, they love their players. Real feel feel a real affinity with the area and with the the stadium means something to them and the history of the club. So you you do miss out a bit, um, but I, I've just never I've just never felt that towards a team, unfortunately. Do you think part of that comes down to the fact that you were playing quite a lot of football when you were younger? I feel like quite a lot of pe- friends I have who are neutral. Yeah. It's because they're so involved in uh, in actual football clubs. So I've got a few friends who play for for Hunkerford Town, non-league team in the um, yeah. in the Conference South, and because they've spent their whole life kind of just playing the game and you know kind of getting behind their own team. Yeah, I suppose so. I, yeah, I've always played like every Saturday, and I'd play in you know playing every game. I got asked to, to play in. Um, so you're not, but yeah. It, I think it feels different when you. It's the same as comedy, isn't it? Like if you went to a comedy night now, you would enjoy it differently to a non-comedian who you were sat next to. Mm. So I don't know. I love I love individual players as well. I love, I love watching play. I just haven't. But that's that's why I love it when England are on. Yeah, it's kind of something to to get behind. Yeah, I always think it's mad how um, how many. How many men's funerals does it get mentioned? What team they supported? Yeah, it's such a big facet of their personality. Yeah, it'll probably be mine. If if my if my gravestone doesn't have blue and white hoops on it, I'll be very disappointed. So you Reading? That's right. Yeah, Reading fan. Yeah, because they had yeah. the the glory year, didn't they? They had um... the glory year one oh six. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> remember Bobby Convey? Yeah, he he had one eye, didn't he? Bobby, he had one eye that. He's blinded one eye, Bobby. That's Conley. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember it because there's been a few players. We had um, used to have a player who played with us called Chris Holland. Okay, I don't know if you remember him. He, he played at Newcastle. He had an acid attack in in Newcastle. Oh Christ! He, he played in the Premier League. I think he'd set two goals up. Um, it's like early nineties, and he went out in Newcastle, and there was an acid attack. Nothing to do with him. And he kind of turned and someone in his eye. Oh, my God! He still he, he played for like Birmingham and Huddersfield. 
and then looked like lower down at Geisley, and then he came to play for us. And he was he was incredible, such a good player, yeah. such a no, nice person, not bitter at all. Um, and I said, what what was it like? My, my my sight kind of gradually got worse, whereas his was like an instant thing. Right. So he was in a professional football environment. I was like, what? He said, I, I literally had six months, somebody throwing a ball to me and me like half volleying it back to them just to try and get my depth perception Blimey. back. So it was, um, but it was mad. Yeah, he was such a good player. Because he, he had, he was blind in one eye. He wasn't particularly fast. And he still played in like, Division one, division two. So you, you could, you know, you could tell how good he was. Brilliant. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing that he, he was still able to do what he loved in, in a capacity. And if you don't mind me asking, Josh, so yeah. as you mentioned just then, so yours was, was a gradual issue with eyesight. Yeah. And in that, so did you begin playing non-league and sort of amateur football? And then did you eventually? So I was younger than that. So it was like when I was like, um, 15, 16, it started to, started to go, I remember like it was a goal kick and it was like, fuck, where's that gone? And like the ball like, bounced right by me and I just thought, oh, it's because it's under floodlights, I'm not good under floodlights. Right. And it was just like, um, it just got worse from there then, when it like early 20s, it kind of settled down, it's my central vision basically that is, is gone. Right. Um, and it affects, so the game we play is futsal, which is the official UEFA's official small-sided game is futsal. It's indoor on a court, um, five versus five. It's a great game. Obviously, there's um, there's a fully sighted version of the game as well. Like England, they've got a team, and um, like, I think Spain or Portugal are the world champions. And um, so that that takes a lot of the, the you know that makes it easier. But even within that, so things you wouldn't necessarily think would affect you. So you, you you use you you basically going off people's body language mm. when you're playing football. You think, oh, they're going to make a run because they're facing to make a run. Yeah. When you can't see that, you kind of have to anticipate that what's going to happen. Okay. And the and the ball, you can see you. If I was standing against you now playing football, yeah, I can see the ball coming to me. But you would have seen it so much quicker than me that you mm. could, if you were quick and whatever, could get in front of me. So it's um it's strange and obviously there's different elements. So we've got lads that can see perfectly in one eye, but their field vision on one side is bad. Then you've got kind of people like me who are like we've got lower sight, but mine is the same all all round if that makes sense. So I haven't really got any weaknesses visually if that makes sense, mm. apart from the the obvious weakness of having terrible vision. Yeah, and then the, the, obviously the goalkeepers are fully sighted. Okay. Yeah, just to it'd be chaos if you get. Well, France. We played France once, and they're a really good team, France. And they uh, their two fully sighted goalkeepers got injured, and they had to put a, a partial in goal. And it was like I think we finished like eight one or something. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, I mean he did well. He did as well yeah. as anybody would do. But what what can you you know? Well, it, well, last time I played five a side, I was in goal for the whole game due to an injury, and uh, I let in fourteen goals. And, wow! Uh, I was only there to ha- to make up the numbers, and uh, they hit the bottom of the league after that. So, never got invited back. Weirdly, Thanks. never heard from them again. Actually, I think the league actually disbanded. Actually, after that, <laughs> I, I must have done because I'm not not great into it. It's always weird, isn't it? Playing with a new group of people. Yeah, I hate you, it. You don't quite know. You don't know what, how to play, do you? Really, I'm just very generous. I just kind of pass it like two touches, just give it to someone else. But yeah, but but with them. Um, the Fusil team, you've you've done really well. And I mean, it, it must be, I mean, it's great that obviously you're, you're representing England. And, um, you know, I've seen photos from, from the tournaments that you've attended. Yeah. Well, you've done very well. You got through to the final, of course, and you've you've come home with medals. And Yeah, yeah. We've, um, so my first tournament was in 2014, no, 2013. Mm. That was a world championship. So we, we came came sixth and then in that time so uh, so that what we're now last time we played was 2019 because of covid we, we got to the final and lost in the final to ukraine who they're they're so good ukraine they're like kind of um 
they're full time in their country. They're kind of professional athletes in their okay. country. Um, Belarus are the same, and Spain and um, Russia. There, so you kind of always playing catch up against those. Do you know what I mean? I'm working mm. and doing gigs, and then yeah. out training. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a big commitment, but you know you get to have these brilliant experiences. Like it's you get to on a small scale experience what you know the, the guys yesterday experienced well that's exactly what it looks like when I mean, you you you're England's number 3 um yeah. and we all know that's a good number Luke Shaw number 3 yeah. uh and um you know it, it does look amazing and it, it does have the profession you all line up as well don't you for the national anthems yeah you do the anth- everything is literally so you get there so so you get there so we arrived today yeah well you, you do a few days in England first you meet in England Hmm. And you do all your set pieces in England in case any other teams are watching. So you're not giving anything away. So you have a few days in England training, then you fly out there. You have, uh, there's obviously an area where you have to get your, your eyes classified. Hmm. You have big doctors from around the world who look into your eyes and make sure you're, you know, got a legitimate thing and test your, your levels and all this. And then you have like your, your technical meetings where they do the draw. Each team has to bring a kit and, you know, your anthem on a CD, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, then you have the, the opening ceremony, which is absolute the worst day. The opening ceremony of a tournament that a party started tournament in a country where no one gives a shit about it. <laughs> it's the least like you walk it out with a flag and a sports hall to like empty chairs, just like <laughs> you, you're too hot. You're in like a dress track, so you're in like your dress track suit, and then like you, there's obviously there's different rules, like you get sent an England document before you fly out. So there's Brilliant. rules about um, like what you wear to certain occasions. So you, at dinner, you're always in, you're always in like a smart, your smart tracksuit for dinner, like a PK mm. and, a, and trousers. Uh, no flip flops outside the hotel. That's not allowed <laughs> because you've only got a, you know, if you're walking, you're in Turkey, you're walking down the street. If you, you know, you only got to twist your ankle or tread on something and it's, it's a it's a problem for the for the tournament, you know, mm. and you can't you can't eat anything outside of the hotel because it's just another variable. You could get sick or you could get. It's just and you, you, so even before COVID, our doctor was made a big thing about sanitize your phone and sanitize your laptops. Oh, wow. You can't get ill. We're here to. You've got to be at peak for this thing. Blimey. So you do get a lot of the experience that the, the men's and women's first team go through at major yeah, tournaments. Yeah, they try to. They try and make it um, as great. equal as possible. Yeah, they try and of course, you, they get you all suited and booted as well. They get you all the kit, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah. And it's... Um, so I didn't, I didn't realise. So I've got... Um, you get to keep your, your match shirt for the final or your last game. So I've got my uh, red one for the final in Turkey. And uh, I went to put it on for the first game to go to the pub. But obviously, it's not a replica shirt. It's a match shirt. Right, okay. So it's skin, skin, skin tight. So it just looks... You can't... You can, couldn't go to the pub in it. It's ridiculous. Because <laughs> obviously, the, the shirts the players are wearing aren't the shirts that you've got off the hand going. Yeah. JD Sports. You know, they're, they're made differently. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I've got my... Uh, I've got my, my cap... My cap's here. I've got to get my cap. Yeah, get your cap out. Not very good for a podcast light, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, there it is. That's great. Just to say you've got one of them is... You should wear that down the pub, I think. To be honest, mate, I, I give, I give them all away. I, I, I give them all away to people. My granddad's got a few and... Oh, bless my, you. Um, just because these are things you, you know, people have been supportive of me and stuff, and oh, brilliant! It's, it's an artist, you know. It's not money can't buy them, so it's a nice thing to give. And then in, inside, you get your name in. Oh, that's excellent! Look at that. It's just, yeah, but then, but then you should definitely wear that in the pub because if anyone then kicks off, if you're kicking off about something, like, could you do any better than mate? You could be like, wow, well, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to. Oh, did you see that there? Just the uh, yeah, just me England cap. It's just it's just a mad mad thing to get, isn't it? It's just it's fantastic quality. Yeah. Uh, do you get su- support from the from the men's first team and and from the FA and it, well, obviously the FA, but the women's first team as well? Is there? So we'll get a lot of the time we have the same doctors or physios because they are kind of from a pool of FA staff, right? Um, and you also get you get picked up from yeah. So we had a training weekend two weeks ago, which I couldn't go to at um, Loughborough. So usually. 
would be at St. George's Park, mm. based there. But because I've converted the hotel reception into a basketball court for the first team, we had to go to Loughborough. Oh, and the driver that picked my mate up, he said if England would have lost to Germany, I would have been taking Raheem Sterling today. But because we got through, I've been sent to pick you up. So, <laughs> it's um, yeah. And so we've got... Um, but but not 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 massively no because it's just you know they they're very busy people but we, we might get um we might get a tweet off one of them or we'll get like a good look message oh, Stephen cool. Gerrard used to be really good actually oh brilliant he always used to send send a, a message saying good luck and stuff Ian Dowie loves it oh, he always great. sends a message um, Paul Dickoff weirdly. <laughs> He's Scottish, and he pulled it off. He used to send a message, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's funny. It's funny. Oh, fantastic! And, and um, actually, interestingly, Michael Owen's son has got the same condition as me. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think he he was at Liverpool's academy, and they're like, "Why ain't he? Why ain't he getting no better? He's getting worse." Mm. And it's like, oh, he's he's got this. Found out he's got this condition. So he, you know, he might be around. It'd be a good PR thing in a few years, I think, if he's involved. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's brilliant. And it's great to have someone on the podcast who's actually got an England cap. Um, we've had Charlie Austin on. And I don't think even he's got one. So, Oh, has Charlie Austin been on? Yeah, he's come on, yeah. Oh, he's a top player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's a great guy. So, so I was going to ask as well, how have you found the balance of the tournament and gigging? Because obviously gigging is back now, sort of post lockdown. Yeah. And you mentioned yeah. you watched the Ukraine game at a gig. Have you have you been lucky enough to kind of avoid the big games with gigging? Yeah, I had a bit of a look in the diary. I got the fixtures in my diary pretty early doors, but I didn't account for, because you don't know which route you're going to take to the final. Hmm. So obviously, you know, the, it's the, the knockout games, which the, I was getting caught. So I did one in Malvern where they moved the show earlier. And then I had to sit in the audience and they put the game on after. Luckily, the gig had gone okay, do you know what I mean? Um, and then I had one in Wales for the Denmark game and no one was bothered. <laughs> like, I, I went to watch um, at half-time. I went to watch the first half before I went on and there was just no one. No one was there. It was mental. I, I like a thing. I was trying to get in a pub. And it was this guy that like, was taking ages to let me in, you know, like he's doing all the track and trace and the iPad. I was like, can we speed this up? Sorry to be, can you just let, let me in? It's like, you know, the, you know, Mr. Bean's character on uh, Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally like that. I'm like, come on, let me in. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Then. So you got what about to, you, to Sam, have you, have, you, have you missed any? Uh, no, no, I've been all right, actually. The only yeah. time I ever sort of, suffered a little bit was because I met, I met I think the, the first gig I did back actually since lockdown was on the one day between the knockouts and the last group game so oh, nice. the last group game start happened and then I had a gig uh in in Wiltshire not so not far from me at all it was it was a lovely gig it was with Robin Ince so it was, it was really nice uh he didn't want to talk about football just no I can't imagine he's a big football guy no. Uh, but he was, he was, so it was a really lovely gig to go back to. Uh, that was pretty much it. And then I've got kind of, I managed to kind of push back everything else till kind of yeah. it was all over. So I kind of start, start again yeah. this week and next week and then all the way through the summer, really, which would be really nice to get back to things properly. People were tweeting yesterday, like plugging their gigs and that. I'm thinking, get, get real. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Who do you think you are? It's a funny old game. Because of course, of course, the reason we haven't had you on before is because the the kind of the format of the podcast is a comedian comes on talks about the team they support. Right, I see. Obviously, no, well. not not supporting a team. I thought, great, yeah. you know, he's an England fan. Yeah. This was going to be the England special where we're supposed to be celebrating our Euro twenty twenty win. Yeah. Um, but instead, we're not. But anyway, we basically just, we basically just FaceTimed each other, <laughs> <laughs> showing, just showing stuff in our houses. <laughs> Um, but I was good. What, I, what I get them to do, what I get them to do is I say for them to pick a, fi- a fantasy five aside team yeah. from from who they support. Uh, but I want it to not be the obvious. I say, you know, if you, so take it, you're trying to you're trying to troll someone. Who are the kind of cult like players who mean something to you who you might not think of? Um, okay. So 
I saw you at the beginning of the tournament change your profile picture to kind of various forgotten <laughs> England players yeah. uh, who've, who've been capped over the years. So what I'd like exactly, to do is yeah. put together a five-a-side team for me now, a fantasy five-a-side team of England players. And I don't want your Roonies, I don't want your Harry Canes, I don't want your Bobby Charlton's of of kind of cult-like players who you don't feel ever got a chance maybe. But have been capped. But have been capped, yeah. Okay. In goal, I'm going to go for... He he was he was capped, and he probably played quite a lot, but very underrated as a goalkeeper. Tim Flowers. Tim Flowers, of course, cool. yeah, Fan, yeah, yeah. Fantastic goalkeeper, like real real top goalkeeper. Um, do you remember uh, when um, Sainsbury's used to do those little World Cup coins? Yes, you remember them, yeah. And everyone and yeah. everyone like collected them, and then everyone's dad said, "Keep hold of them; they'll be worth something one day." But because everyone kept them, they're worth fuck all now. Yeah, ninety nine exactly. on eBay. Saw it the other day. I had so many Tim Flowers that my mum lost a shit because they looked. They, they started to like. It's about. I think that was around the time two pound coins came in. And they're around the same side. So the amount of time my mum used to go to the shops and try and pay with Tim Flowers. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... He's a great choice. Right. He was always Siemens number two, wasn't he? So that's why, like in any other era, he could have been. He could have been in. Okay, at the back, I'll pick a defender at the back. Um, you know what? Again, could have been incredible. Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah. What a footballer! Unbelievable mm. player. Um, midfield. I'm going to go. Who was keeping Jonathan Woodgate out, do you think? I mean, um, uh, Terry and was Ferdinand. That... Yeah, I think so, yeah. Did Leslie he ever get a, get a bit... I feel like he's the sort of player who maybe could have made Euro 2008 or maybe a bit earlier. Maybe could have made the World Cup squad in 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quite possibly. Um, okay, who am I going in the middle? This, this would have been a great question to get in advance, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have done. Uh, uh, I'm going to go. Well, I, I changed my profile to Steve Guppy. Yeah, Steve Guppy. <laughs> Le- Leicester, Leicester legend. Yeah, yeah. Left side. He, I, I genuinely think he could have done a job on the left side when we were, when we were struggling. Yeah. Um. Who else will I go in the middle? Would have been the perfect replacement for McManaman because he was got a bit. Blackluster yeah. on the left, didn't he? Yeah, he overstayed did. his welcome really for Euro two thousand. If you ask me, yeah, yeah, same. I agree. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm torn between two, but uh, I'm going to go. This is weird, but I'm going to go Ruben Loftus Cheek. Right. Okay. You forget what a big part he played in 2018. Mm. And then completely gone. What happened with him? I mean, he went to Fulham, didn't he? Yeah, and just nothing bizarre. There. I, I thought he was the, that is an excellent signing from Scott Parker to bring yeah, him in. That's what excellent I playmaker. And he had him had a, had a, had a good, good short run at Chelsea, but wasn't necessarily making the first team. Went to the World Cup and then go to Fulham and you think this is going to be I don't know whether he, I think it might be an injury something like that yeah but possibly unfortunately yeah I mean he was he was he looked like he had a lot of promise to him and up front I don't know how mate I need to, I want to I want to change go on Woodgate is out okay at the back is Dion Dublin at the back <laughs> at the back yeah he played at the back as well <laughs> Steve Guppy and Rubens lost his cheek and Andy Cole up front Andy Cole what and actually, Steve Bruce never got an England cap. No, he didn't. He didn't. One of the highest we can't, we can't technically in, use him then. I think. Yeah, in, in in world football, one of the highest ever scoring defenders. Yeah, couldn't get in, couldn't get an England cap. That's, that's and, mad. And, he never got in. And, and Andy Cole up front with Michael Michael Ricketts on the bench. Love it. Absolutely love it. What what's Dion Dunning actually, doing? Actually, mate. The back? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, this is. I need I need Kevin Davis up front. <laughs> Kevin Davis. He's my kind of player, Kevin Davis. I love it. Um, that, the, that team. Uh, that is a mad team. There's so many players in there. Andy, Andrew, Cole. Uh, I love that. Why they started calling him Andrew. 
and I decided to look it up. So apparently there's an interview where there's someone says, why are you called Andrew Cole? And he says, well, no one ever asked me permission to call me Andy. I was like, fair play. Yeah, he's got an, he has album releases albums. He does, you know, like rap it's, albums. Yeah, he did. He had a a hit in '96, I believe. A hit, wow. Uh, it might have been. Um, he was in the squad for '96. That's a bold move, and it. Well, well, <laughs> fuck you then. I'll 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 bring you the song out. <laughs> okay, Andy, sure. <laughs> okay, mate. When was it? At Andy Cole. Oh, is it called Outstanding? Official chart. He's got his own official charts page. Excellent. Wow. UK top number ones, zero. UK top tens, zero. UK top 40s, zero. UK top 75s, one. Just don't include the first four. <laughs> you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't include the, yeah, you wouldn't include the first four, would you? This is amazing. So uh, it was released in uh, September of 1999, um, which I think is fair play because it yeah. would have come off the back of the treble. Is it re-released in 2010? I don't know why. Uh, got to number 68 in the charts. Wow. So that'd worry me if I was a team. I hate to sound like Roy Keane here, but if I was a teammate of someone, I'm thinking, is he thinking of lyrics when he should be like, do you know what I mean? Well, Roy Keane was in the squad then, so he probably yeah. I hope he had a word with him. I could could you imagine him? Could you imagine Andy Cole coming in with his CD and Roy Keane being his captain? <laughs> Don't bear thinking about. Oh, mate. Um, so that's a good. So let's. I want to try and get my head around Dion Dublin at the back. Um, yeah. The time I've seen him at the back is around the back of a, a semi detached that's got yeah. real potential. Yeah, leading up to the bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played at the back. He'd go at the back for United and for Coventry. He was a very diverse player, wasn't he? In yeah. The sense that he yeah. Could go, I don't remember him playing at the back, though. Don't know why yeah, I missed he, that. He could, he could play centre back. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around, isn't it? Sometimes you throw a centre back up front, mm. whereas he could come back and just head everything. The game was different then, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? But very different game. Obviously, he's a good football. Yeah, he's you know a good player. And he's kept me company every morning throughout lockdown, working from home. Yeah. What a guy! What a guy! Um, well, Josh, it's been great to chat. Well, I want to. I want to just finish with a bit of positivity because as I said I was hoping this would be a bit of a celebration today we'd be talking about how we thrashed Italy 3-0 so, so I suppose the first question is is Southgate still the one does he still turn you on is football coming home again yeah absolutely yeah uh, the second question however is do you think we'll ever hear the end of three lions because it's coming home has kind of been this long oh, I don't know That's a good we're nearly question. at 30 years of hurt of that song do you know what I mean and I don't wow. remember it's my favourite England song yeah but it is that sort of thing where we did. I, I think we've always loved the song, but it wasn't till the World Cup in 2018 that it's coming home but became yeah. this whole hashtag thing and a real yeah. all that. And then it really came up here again. We got and, to the final. And I do feel like it has come home a little bit as well. You know, we got to a final at Wembley. Mm. Surely that's football coming home. Surely. Well, that's what people say because I've got some friends in Scotland who say, "Oh, it's arrogant you like saying it's coming home. You're never going to win anything." So it's, it's never about that. It was written about football being held in England again in yeah. exactly that's what it meant yeah. and it's just been sort of used in a jovial manner since yeah. but it does feel like now instead of it's coming home it feels like if we just keep sort of getting closer and closer it's like it's coming it's coming home it's coming home it's go- oh, no. it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's gone like that's what it's starting to feel yeah. like yeah Um. and how do you I know we were talking earlier that it's very easy to go well I don't know, we'll just win Qatar instead. We'll win the World Cup instead. But how, how do you, where do you think England are going to be in, you know, in 18 months' time? We, England cannot afford to, for, for Harry Kane not to play. Because mm. he gets injured, Harry Kane, as well. He does break down, Harry Kane does. We, it's just worked out well for us. Yeah. If Harry Kane's fit and can play, we could get to a similar stage again, semis, final. If you know, it's not it's not a given by any means, but yeah, what? Why not? Maguire, yeah. Stones, just I think you know they'll, they'll still be there. Largely, you say it with the same team, but you, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to come through and stuff as well. Exactly. I mean, there's no way that in 2018 we thought we wouldn't be playing with like Deli Ali in 2020. Exactly. He was yeah. a very young player who we thought had so much potential, and unfortunately, he's kind of. Lord knows what's happened to him, really. Yeah, it's a mystery. Absolutely but mystery. we saw the same thing happen to Luke Shaw, and there he was scoring in a in a final. Agreed. 
I guess, as I said, it was supposed to end on a, on a more positive note. But Josh, anyway, thanks for, for coming on. I've really appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, no, I played you. So, uh, you know what, mate? This day, I, I don't know how I feel today. No, neither do I. It's, it's a, a bit of a day weird day. one. This is um, you've kind of we're, we're in we're, we're still in the processing stage of. Yeah, we're in a bit of shock. I was, I was going to mention to you as well. Did you see that Peter Crouch thing that's been on at like one in the morning on BBC One? No. It, I, I saw. I saw he, he was doing something. It's a bit bizarre. So it's him and Maya Jammer who who present it, and then there's like kind of a house band. They've got Alex Horn's horn section. Oh yeah, I've seen this. So yeah. a lot of it is kind of Alex Horn's humour going over their head. Like they'll yeah. ask him a question, and he'll kind of you know he's a bit surrealist in his humour, and they'll just kind of look yeah. at him a bit confused. And it's mainly that. Um, and but it's become quite popular as we as it's gone on because of the success of the tournament. So they gave them an extra episode last night. Um, to do after the final <laughs> and it was the most bizarre television I've ever seen first of all my jammer didn't turn up and then the wow. guests didn't turn up and everything was just a bit flat because they've kind of because we've had so much success every game is kind of Alex Horn and the band jumping around singing Real three lines it, yeah. yeah that kind of a bit of fun and it, last night was just a bit it's a bit like uh, like Padilla Skinny used to do fantasy football fantasy football, and yeah. they did one live after we went out to Argentina and it was just a lot of kind of sighing and trying to make jokes work but yeah <laughs> it was that sort oh, of thing that's a tough gig that but the best thing on it I think was Rob Beckett who was on last night and I feel like he's the sort of guy who should be doing these kind of post-match shows yeah did you ever listen to um, the Magic Sponge podcast yeah sorry to, pl- hate to, sorry to plug another no podcast. go, go for it I welcome him but he he's on that man he's like He's a bit giddy and la- got a good laugh, any and stuff. That that's my problem on um, stuff. I'm not um, having got a very, not a very lively person, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's quite hard, isn't it? Like, I'd say you are. You've got a good. You've been great, mate. Been oh, fantastic right. on tonight. Oh, great, it's been yeah, brilliant. I, I, I worry I just bore these, you know, stink these things out. But no, it's, um, <laughs> no, it's been really good chat. No, I've enjoyed mate. it. So thanks for having me on, mate. It's, it's made it. We've we've lived it for one more day, haven't we? Doing this, we have. Thanks very much, Josh, for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening as well. This is now the. I know I said the last episode was the last episode of the series. It's now this one as we 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 did a Peter Crouch show and, and added an extra one on. Um, so thank you to, for listening this series. Unfortunately, it wasn't coming home on this occasion but we'll be coming back for the 2021-2022 season with some great comedians talking about football in the meantime you can follow us on twitter and on instagram with the handle at com talk footy pod so do follow us on there in the meantime i will catch you next season for more comedians talking about football thanks very much for listening Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.